Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention, terrorists. Hold on. Here's Tara's Daily Rant. You're going to love this, Lee. Oh, what's that? Government-funded studies. Very important study. Yeah. To probe the very important question we all want to know. Is white paint's popularity and prominence, you know, like his wall color. Yeah. Part of worldwide wicked whiteness and the patriarchy. Okay. White Boy, that's there. There's some well-spent tax dollars. Yeah, there you go. Is is white paint really a white supremacy product? Uh, okay. I, now, I guess we're just going to have to do away with the reference to anything that is the color white. Yeah, and I'm still awaiting, you know, direction. So, okay, what what color do I paint my walls then? Not Caucasian. I, I mean, I got a white bathroom. Yeah. Uh, I might get a busy weekend. I'm not going to have time to fix this for a couple of weeks. I had no idea. Maybe it's just light gray. Very, very light gray. Extremely light gray. Gray. Hmm. So gray that it's almost another color. So light gray is almost another color. Now, there's no word on gray, okay? I I don't know if that's just a shade of white supremacy at this point. Could be a gray area. Well, the good news is you didn't pay for this study. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, This is being done in, in Norway. Oh, okay. Um, but it's in the New York Post this morning. A study on whiteness and paint, dubbed Norwhite, <laughs> observes. <laughs> this is the left. Oh this is so nuts. Oh my God, they're not. The Norwegian developed paint pigment, titanium white. Um, they're looking at it through a historical, aesthetic, and critical lenses. Uh, to determine how the development of the color contributed to social transformation. Okay. I always thought, here I always thought it was just a nice neutral color, right? So you could put any kind of furniture with it. I mean, yeah. silly me. Exactly, yeah. I But but I've learned. So, uh, yeah, watch out. Well, so, you have awoken to your whiteness, Tara. Yeah. Well, speaking of white wickedness, uh, the Alec Murdoch trial mm, yeah. didn't take long for him to break. He was uh, crying during the opening statements. Double murder trial. Yeah. So we learned yesterday there were some questions about the the, the weapons. Um, people were wondering if they'd been found or not. That was not really clear till the opening statement. Still not actually clear. But what they said was um, that a family weapon was used to kill the wife. Gunshot residue was found on Alec Murdaugh's seatbelt and on a raincoat that was located at his mother's house. 
Um, going to be interesting to see if they have a way that that to to prove that came from the crime scene. I mean, if a family owns guns, then gunshot residue would yeah. not be a strange thing to no, have in any all. of those places. Yeah. Uh, so you know, they they're they're I'm sure will be more details um, on that. But it really gives us um, the the deepest look we've had so far into how brutal this crime scene yeah. was. That was disturbing. Yes, it was. Prosecutor Creighton Waters told jurors that Alec Murdoch uh, first blasted his son with buckshot before picking up an AR-15 style rifle uh, to shoot his wife, um, and that that this was this was so violent that the son's head exploded. Uh, that Paul's head literally exploded. Now that detail, this is interesting, did not come from the prosecution. It came from the de- defense, Alex Murdo, Al- yeah. Alec Murdo's team, from yeah. Dick Harpootlian. And you know why? Why do you he, think? Well, he's because he's trying to make the case that this was so violent, and you would have had been so close to do that much damage that you would have been covered in blood, whatever material. Yep. And um, and there apparently, uh, at least from Harpootlian's standpoint, from the defense's standpoint, is not any evidence to support that. No, and even the prosecution. See, and, the, and this is where the prosecution's really screwed up the evidence here. I mean, I, I just I've covered criminal trials for many, many years as a crime reporter. And wow, you do not destroy the key piece of evidence yeah, in that's, a murder trial. That's going to be problematic. And that, you, that, you that could set them up for an appeal if there's a conviction. You don't you don't take and do that. Um, there are entire rounds of debate over how much of a sample of something, maybe it's a DNA sample, a shirt with blood spatter, whatever it is, um, is going to be given to the defense versus the prosecution to do their own testing. Both sides always test it because the thought on the defense is, well, the state lab is biased, right? I mean, that's the state side. So you have to save some of this evidence yeah. for the defense to or test with their testing, own. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And when your key evidence is he had a shirt with some blood on it and the blood was his son's. Okay. Which is not surprising. No, not if you check them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's not even the, the prosecution. It's, it's, it's kind of light spatter. I mean, it's not what you'd expect if your son's head exploded. So, um, again, the, the, the real thing we're going to get have to get past here um, and it's going to be up to the judge. Is he going to allow that evidence to be admitted? When the, the the defense didn't get to analyze it, when the defense didn't get a hold of it because it was destroyed, I, I still want to, I mean, there should I, be a full-blown state investigation into the mishandling of yeah, this shirt. I, I don't know how this you This is could, a disaster. I don't know how you could not admit it. I mean, I, I get the objection there, and maybe there could it could be, you know, entered with prejudice or something or other, whatever the legal reference is. I, I'm certainly no lawyer, but it... it I don't see how you could proceed without at least acknowledging that. Now, you may want to, like I said, make some type of statement or caveat about the fact that, you know, the the, the prosecution did not allow defense independent access. Here's the problem, though. Let's say you're the prosecution, right, and you're strategizing on this one, and, and maybe you think the, the judge go along with it. They're going to allow defense experts to testify about how bad this yeah, is yeah, right. because the prosecution's witness before the destruction of the shirt so the defense could never get a hold of it which is how they're going to present it to the jury that is how the defense will present it to the jury yeah. the expert initially disagreed with the prosecution and then w- did a 180 and changed their mind right and then no shirt for the defense to test if honestly if i was the prosecution i would be having a debate with my team do we even 
want the shirt. Because if you take the shirt and the judge allows the shirt, which he could he could well within his right say, no shirt, forget it. No. Um, you guys bungled that so badly. And again, Lee, d- just covering crime in, in North Carolina, we had a very controversial murder case thrown out, charges gone, because the defense did exactly this thing. The key uh, evidence was tested by the defense and then, I mean, by the prosecution, and then order destroyed. Wow. And the judge threw, forget we're going to admit it or not, threw the charges out. Yeah. All of it, the murder charge. And so the story was followed for a long time in North Carolina because this guy butchered this woman. I mean, absolutely butchered her, stabbed her to death. No question about it. Not gray at all. And he got away with it because the prosecution did this. So this is a nuclear level screw up by the state prosecution. Well, plus the fact that you have no, apparently, at least as far as we know, no eyewitnesses to the crime, period, none. And, you know, all you have is cell phone and circumstantial evidence with regard to the whereabouts of Murdoch at the time of the, uh, the murders that took place. Yeah, I mean, and, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm trying to, in trying to be objective. There's some serious holes yep. in, in the prosecution of this, and and obviously there are some serious holes in the defense's defense of this. Absolutely. I mean, you know, there's there's probably very little question that he was somewhere close by, or in the area, but you know, actually putting him within shooting distance, literally, of both individuals, is going to be you know somewhat difficult, and it's going to have to be you know assuming a lot. Listen to this. This is Dick Harputley and lawyer for Alec Murdoch describing how Murdoch arrives at the home. This is Dick Harputley's version of events. And this part is, is actually not disputable. Found his son lying in his own blood with his brains at his feet shot to hell. His head literally exploded. So this is a horrifying crime scene, and the defense is not shrinking from that at all. Mm-hmm. And I think you're exactly right, Lee. I think they're going to say look, there would have been, I mean, this guy, Alec Murdoch, should have been covered in blood. Even many feet away. Yeah. He should have been covered with blood here. Um, so this is going to be fascinating. Look, here's the thing we can count on, I think. Alec Murdoch is going to prison for the rest of his life. If, if they don't get him on this, if he somehow gets away with this. Yeah, there's the other 99 charges right. on financial fraud he's got an issue with. Yeah, so, he, uh, he's, yeah. There, he's going away for life. The question is, does he go away for the murder of his wife and his son, the worst crimes that he committed? You know what else is going to get interesting? The UK Daily Mail is flat out reporting now. Buster Murdoch, the surviving son, yeah. is going to testify against his father. Now, here's where it gets interesting. If you read the Wall Street Journal's coverage um, of this, and Netflix had it too, um, that we may well see Buster Murdoch practically on trial here, even though he hasn't uh, been charged because of the death of Stephen Smith. There are Smith's family members uh, that are on the list. So will the judge let them testify or not? I have no idea. But what they're going to try to do is point, paint this picture. Oh, hey, listen. Buster might be talking smack about his dad, but Buster had a good friend who turned up dead. With the highway patrol telling the U.S., you know, the U.K. Daily Mail, he he didn't die in a traffic accident. He was murdered. And they pointed right at the Murdoch family, said there was a connection, and they wanted to investigate. So how far does the judge let these people go? This thing could get wild if the judge lets everything in. But, Lee, if the judge doesn't, there's so much grounds for appeal here. So this is going to be, I mean, this is going to be... Better than 
the, you know, best binge-worthy series you've seen. But it's real, and it's here in South Carolina. Terrorists want it. Hear the Terra Show weekday mornings on 106.3 WORD and the Odyssey app.